If you're a founder who's still handling all of your own sales calls, then keep listening because today's episode is all about helping you master the art of the discovery call so that you can increase your close rates with communication that converts. That's all coming up next. So stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're known for helping overworked online business owners navigate the ups and downs on the way to seven figures. Each week, you're going to learn how to get the right systems, structure, and support in place so you can build a self-sustaining business that thrives in a rapidly changing digital environment and grow through what you go through to create the greater income, influence, and impact you deserve. This is Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship. Before we jump into the episode today, make sure you listen till the end because my guest and I have a very special surprise for you and I don't want you to miss it, but you're going to have to listen till the end to get it because here's the deal. When it comes to discovery calls, most of us hate them. Yeah, we can go ahead and say it. We secretly hate doing them. Why? Because you're a mission-driven entrepreneur. You're not a highly trained sales expert. And because of that, we tend to lose more deals than we close in the discovery process. And this is tough because if you're an entrepreneur who hasn't yet scaled your business to the point where you can outsource your sales altogether, then you know that it's on you to close the deal. And worse, every deal you don't close is a setback to your success because it directly affects your revenue year over year over year. It feels like a catch-22 and an unsolvable problem because you got to scale to a certain point in revenue before you're able to outsource that. But if you cannot improve your discovery call process and close more people on the calls, then it feels like it's going to take forever if you ever get there. But this is why I am so thrilled to introduce you today to Anthony Garcia, because he's going to help you solve this problem once and for all. Anthony is a world-renowned expert in sales training and recruiting. He created his first business and built a team of over 100 sales reps when he was just 22 years old. And since then, he's gone on to coach and mentor hundreds of top-performing sales professionals around the globe. And he's here today to show you why communication that converts is the key to increasing your closing rates and therefore your revenue by 50% or more. Anthony, welcome to the show. Courtney, I appreciate you having me. Thank you for the opportunity to spend time with your audience. I look to provide great value and humble that I'm here. Yeah. Well, let's start right there. Closing deals, right? I mean, no one wants to be sold. No one wants to be closed. All of us have had bad sales experiences before. And I feel like that colors the way that we ourselves tend to look at the sales process in our own business. We don't want to do that to someone else. We don't want to be that person to someone else. So I'm just going to come out and ask you, like, what's the first big mental shift that we need to make as entrepreneurs to become more effective closers without making someone feel like we're pressuring them into a sale? Yeah, two things. I mean, I think the biggest shift first is when I work with my clients, and, and I, you're, this is a great time to work with my clients, my company just rolled out a new offer. So what I'm sharing with you, we just literally did this exercise internally ourselves. The first shift you have to make, I have to be able to understand the problem I'm solving 
better than anybody else in the world. And not only that problem, when people are like, hey, find the problem, understand the problem, I, I like to run through an exercise with myself and my team. I said, well, I want to understand the problem. And we'll just use, let's say I'm in financial services and I sell, you know, credit or debt relief or something along those lines. And you're like, what problems does this person experience? Well, you're having liens on your home. Your relationships at home are probably rocky. And you start visualizing what this takes place. If you uh, a graphic design company and an entrepreneur comes in and says, hey, I need help with graphic design. What's the problem they're experiencing? Well, they're probably lost on Fiverr and Upwork, had a bad experience with somebody else. What does this do? It probably delayed a project, lost their confidence in something. So the more we understand the problem, not at a superficial level, but more of an emotional level, if I can art- can articulate that I understand the problem at the level that it hurts, like in the emotions, there's no like there is no selling. It really is just if I can explain the problem to you better than you've heard it explained to yourself, you will naturally believe I can solve the problem better than anyone else you've heard it before. Yeah. And we hear this all the time, right? Marketing like approach the problem, know people's problems. Mm -hmm. And I've also heard a lot of people say to me personally, I don't like to do that because I feel like, you know, I don't want to go whack someone over the head with their problem, you know? And I think that the whole, and I say this with love, bro marketing trend, right? Some people exploit other people's problems and that's not what you're saying to do. You're saying understand the person and get to the problem on an emotional level. Unpack that for us. Tell us more about that. That whole, the bro mark, I haven't heard that analogy, but I actually know what you're talking about because there's been times that I've been invited to be a guest at a mastermind or speak at a sales group. And I respectfully decline, not because one is better or the other. It's just, there's a certain style of selling that isn't reflective of who I am. And nor do I think it's reflective of where the market is moving. Now, with that being said, there are industries where this hardcore understand the problem and, and get after it sale exists. I think those are going to be far few in between as we continue to evolve. But that's not the that's not the sales I teach. That's not the sales I work with. That's not the, the stuff my clients agree with. So we take it through the approach of, yeah, I want to understand the problem and I want to have the talk the problem. But if I can make the prospect feel like it was their idea to tell me about their problem there's really never me hammering the problem on that and so like I, I think one of like the simplest things we do right they're like the very 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 simplest things we do when we work with somebody and to just uncover the problem out the gate we sit with the discovery call i'm gonna say 80 percent of the clients work with discovery calls are on zoom now hey i really hey Courtney, appreciate you joining our time today. Real quick, did a little research, whatever the intake, the lead form, saw that you've been in your company for years, blah, blah, blah. Is all that accurate? Yeah, great. Hey, man, let's just jump right into this. What are you hoping to learn from our time together today? Like, that's it. That's all I want to say. Because, and I want to shut up. This whole, like, this build, this lack of authentic or inauthentic approach of rapport building that I was taught 20 years ago and and, you know, Zig Ziglar wrote the book 40 some years ago and and all these guys have have delivered this process. It doesn't apply anymore. It's, it's, it's actually people don't care that you build rapport. They just don't want you to be a jerk. People care that you can actually solve a problem and you're listening to them. So if I could just say, hey, what are you hoping to learn from our time together today and just be dead quiet? Usually I hear everything I need to know for the next set of questions. Many people don't do that because they're like, Hey, I want to set the agenda. We're going to be on the call for 20 minutes, which all, which all can be done with a calendar invite nowadays. And can even go further and just say, hey, you know, tell me more. Like literally, those are two questions that you can just expand on and be quiet and not worry about selling anything and then articulate your response back. 
Yeah. Well, you know, what's so interesting there is I think a lot of us go into a discovery call or a sales call with the thought in our mind that, okay, I've got to close this person. If I don't close this person, then I'm going to lose the revenue, right? And we kind of go into it with this energy. And then for some people, and I know this has been so true for me in my past experience, is we'll start to talk more because mm -hmm. I think we need to give all this information to the person to, so that they can make the decision. When the reality is, all, all we have to do is listen. This is what you're saying. Is uh, if we you just stop the chatter in our mind that's coming out of our mouth and actually listen to the, what, what the person says, that already changes the tone of the call. 100%. Think about the medical professionals have a bad rap and, and, and you can go to a medical professional that has a hundred patients to see in an eight hour period. And it's like a factory and you feel it. There's no personal dialogue. It's very, very cold. No one's listening to you. You're like, doc, that's not what I said. And they're already writing a prescription. You're not happy. You go into like an aesthetic elective procedure where you're coming out the cash for whatever it is, the reason you're there. That surgeon sits down with you looks at you, puts his hands or her hands on her laps, makes eye contact. You, they, you are all they're focused on. I hate saying this, but those are the best salespeople in the world because at that moment, nothing else matters. Just you. We got to take that same approach with our prospects in the discovery call. And I look at it. So for me, when I do discovery calls, I'm really big on like the time I look at, like I literally look at the clock behind my, my, Desk right here, I have a big wall clock that I'm like, hey, I'm going to be respectful of your time. I'm not telling you, but for the entire time, like I even make it a habit to look at my camera, not at the screen, because I know that the person I'm speaking to sees my eyes. So when we bring that personal element into the sales process, it really is just two people chatting. And to address something you said, right, you find yourself chatting much further. We're all guilty of it, 100%. A colleague of mine named Rory Vaden, phenomenal book, phenomenal speaker, Challenged me one time when he was working with me on working on my KeyNav, uh, keynote craft messages and workshop messages. It's like, it's actually harder to share your message in 10 minutes than it is in 45 minutes. And you, you take that and you're like, yeah. So then I was like, okay, let me share what I do in 60 seconds and not four minutes. And you're like, okay, words matter. So then you get really precise with what you're going to say and what you're going to extract. And for that reason... I find it easier if I let the prospect talk more because I'm just extracting information. And now my response can be really, really pinpoint with how I want to address this. I mean, when we teach people discovery call script, I literally list out seven questions and they're very simple, but each question is designed to have the prospect speaking more. And I tell people when I train them, the only reason this goes offbeat is if you come in and start overselling. Because other than that, it's a pretty simple process. Yeah. So can you take us through those seven questions? Because that was my next question for you is like, what's the high level look at an ideal in a perfect world? What would a discovery call look like? And what should we be asking? Because I know you're a big believer in effective questioning. And sometimes it's hard to know what questions will be most effective. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I start with this premise here because I'm often asked, hey, what is a script? Can you share a script with me? Can you give me the script with me? And I've, I've gone and I've called these the seven must ask questions. And let me set the framework on this. To have your seven must-ask questions be effective, two things need to be in alignment before you start. One, prospect is pre-qualified. So you want to ensure you're being with the prospect. There's a lot of ways to do that long before you get on a discovery call, right? Whether you have an appointment setter, the process is done online, we're using AI right now, we're doing a lot of that. Two, the agenda typically can be set in advance. 
we like to send a personalized message before a meeting. Literally, hey, Courtney, appreciate you. You're meeting with Anthony there at 2 o'clock. Just to give you an idea. We spent out 20, 25 minutes, ask a few questions, get some dialogue. If we go any longer, it's because it's we're having such a great time having a conversation. Is there anything we should know before we jump on? This is all done way before we get on. Here's the thing. People used to be afraid of that because like, oh, someone's going to cancel. If someone cancels, they're going to cancel anyway. Like, I, it doesn't bother me. But the people who take the time to respond, like the conversion rate's like 100%. Like it's, if you took the time to respond and answer this, you're already halfway in. So the moment we start the conversation, seven question framework, I, I kind of share with you the first one, right? I validate everything I got on my background, just to ensure we're in alignment. I see you've been doing this for this many years, or I see this about your business, something from their, their lead intake form. Do you mind me asking what are you hoping to learn from our time together? This is incredibly simple. And when I share this with you, we look at the psychology behind it. And it really goes, I mean, I, I hate saying this because everyone references Simon Sinek's book, right? Start with why. It, it works in all areas of life, and it definitely works in sales. What are you hoping to learn from our time together today? You hear everything. I want to hear pricing. Uh, I want to hear how you can improve my business. I want to hear how you can make my life easier. I want to hear how, whatever it is, just let the person tell you that. Because the, whatever they tell you, what they're hoping to learn, we teach people, if you don't answer that question in the next 25 or 30 minutes, you're never going to move this person past the next stage. Because they literally opened up and said, I want to learn this. So address that, right? So now I know what I have to address. After someone tells me what I want to address, here's the next one. I know what you want to learn. Let's go back to the start with why. Why are we meeting? I don't want to say why are we meeting. So I simply say, hey, what prompted you to reach out to me today? Or if it's outbound, hey, what, why'd you accept this meeting? Like, I just want to know. Because if, if my AI appointment setter or my SDR reached out and you're like, hey, I booked this meeting because they did not stop emailing me. All right, man, I appreciate it. At least now, <laughs> cards on the table. But more often than not, when someone says, hey, honestly, I've been dealing with this issue for a long time. And this, you know, this is industry agnostic. You know, one of my clients is a pest control. And then, you know, trying to train sales to a pest control client, he's like, I don't get this. I'm like, I just want you to ask, why are you reaching out now? And, and I'm like, he's like, well, I know why. I'm like, I know you know why, but let them tell you why. It makes them feel heard. I'm reaching out because I have mosquitoes. I have bed bugs. Let them tell you the problem because the more you hear the problem, the more you understand it, the better equipped you are to solve it. So after we have those two questions that come out, what prompted you to reach out or accept this meeting? What are you hoping to learn? And whatever their answer is, literally, I just want to extract more information. So I say, can you tell me a little bit more about it? So the, that line of questioning in the very first three questions, all we're doing is we want to understand a deeper, deeper aspect of the situation involved. And if you, if you look at it like this, if I can understand all the details of someone's current situation, it's actually therapeutic for a prospect to hear, right? Harvard Business Review put this article out many, many years ago, and it was talking about the human element of sales. And the whole idea of bringing the human element of sales is this. If I can take the time to just truly understand you, and we'll start with what I said, understand the problem, but understand the details of the problem, you naturally fall closer to me. So our first three questions do that. I'll pause there if you have any thoughts on that, because I can definitely ramble all seven, but I'll take the whole time. I'd love to see any thoughts on those first three. This is awesome, Anthony, seriously, because the thing coming up for me and the question that I have for you, which this might be a good time to address is, you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast are consultants. 
They're yeah. knowledge experts. They're coaches. I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. And so one of the mistakes I've made in the discovery call process is getting on the call and aside from talking too much is trying to coach people. Oh yeah. Right. A lot of times people will come on a call and say, okay, I'm here because I have this problem. What do you think about this? Or what should I do about this? And I get it all the time, right? We teach podcasting. We teach emerging thought leaders, how to go to in-demand thought leaders with a top ranked podcast. So we get people who come to us and say, you know, I've got this podcast that I'm getting 30 downloads every episode. What do I do? And it's really tough sometimes not to just give them an answer. So if at any point in this first part of the call that they're asking you for advice or they're asking you for coaching, what should you do? Let's just use that same analogy. Hey, I'm coming here because I have getting 30 downloads on my podcast right now. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I'm getting 30 downloads. It sucks. I'm Okay. When you tell me it sucks, like, what does that mean? Are you editing it yourself? Yeah. Uh, how are you screening your guests? How is this impacting your business? Is this more a... a is this your ego being hurt or is this more like, Hey, this is a lead generation strategy for me. Like I, I'm not going to give you an answer because I want to know all the stuff. So that's really where it goes. When I say, tell me more. And, and when, when I literally, you know, my script and I have my script for myself, literally says, tell me more dot, 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 because if you're not going to open it, I'm going to extract it from you. And then specifically in the coaches and consultants space, I, it, to me, it's, it's one of the easiest spaces to extract more because you are an expert in that field. So you know what questions to ask. I've had people who've come to me from industries that I'm not proficient in, IT for one. I didn't know what further questions to ask. Like I did my best, right? And, and I definitely could tell. Like, And at the end, I actually referred it to somebody else. I was like, I got to be honest, man, I'm you're in a space that I'm not really well versed in. And I think you're better served with somebody else. But in, when you're the expert in your space, tell me more solves everything. It is, tell me more, extract the details, say, hey, I want to hear how it's impacting you. And then if you are a life coach or relationship coach, I I literally love this. I'm in a networking group and someone there's a uh, 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 LMFT, uh, marriage and family therapist. And when I say to tell me more about their problem, their their approach in business, right? They have people in, but they sell these high-end marriage retreats, super high-end, small group. Does not like my response, what I'm going to share here but challenge him to ask it. And it's like a 100% conversion rate. Wife and husband sit and say, you know, this is what we're here for. He does this, she does this. Tell me more, tell me about the problem. And then literally look and say, so if we don't do anything different today, what do you think is gonna happen? You get both people saying, "Ah, well, we're probably gonna be in place. And I'm like, and you're doing that in the beginning. I'm not doing this at the end when I'm trying to sell you a $20,000 program. I'm just doing this in in the form of dialogue. So we wanna extract more. The longer you extract the information in the beginning, the higher you can charge for the solution at the end. If you came to me and said, I'm only getting 30 downloads on my podcast, and I told you within three minutes, oh, I can fix it doing this, this, and this. The perceived value of it is significantly less versus I extracted all the details, took some time and said, okay, we can definitely help you with this. Here's our three-part, four-part, two-part framework. not going to give you the implementation tools, but I'm going to share with you what we do for you. And I'm going to give you the results of what happens. Do you want to learn more? Right. That's like you, you just have to extract and continue to extract. The longer they tell you the problem, the higher price you can charge. Yes. I love that. Okay. So Anthony, tell us about our mindset then too. I want to get to the other questions as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Do you believe that our energy plays a big role in how we show up to these calls and how we conduct these calls? I have a background in psychology, so I have a feeling I know what your answer is going to be, but I would love for you to tell us more about that. Uh, You know, there's, there's this thing about salespeople, right? In the world of sales, I tell you, you have to have short-term memory. Like I I cannot allow my eight o'clock call that told me no, my nine o'clock call that no showed, my 10 o'clock call that complained that our price was too high affect the deliverability on my 11 o'clock call. Can't do it. Because if I come bringing frustration, energy, depression, or desperate for revenue, like I, this commission breath on, it, it comes across. It comes across in person. It comes across in Zoom. Here's the kicker. It comes across in text, email, voice messages. I really look at it and say, okay, this is something I need to deal with. Myself as an entrepreneur, in all the years that I've trained salespeople, spoken on stage, collaborated with some of the brilliant Smartest minds. There's times when I first launched my company that I was frustrated. I was like, man, it was just, things weren't hitting right. It was just wall, brick, wall, brick, wall, brick. And I was just like, okay, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not delivering. I'm not getting the results. I'm supposed to be an expert in this. Like all of these things, reasons why I should fail crept in. And at the end of the day, I just had to tell myself, like, it's either A, I'm going to completely fail. People are seeing this. Or B, I'm going to be my biggest fan, my best cheerleader. I'm going to pick myself up, Buttercup. And it literally, that's came to every day. And it was like, okay. And all I would do was plan. I knew every day I was going to get kicked in the face once. And all I wanted to do was make sure that kick in the face didn't knock me down. So then I started anticipating it. And once you start anticipating adversity, it doesn't really hurt you as much. And when people, I, I hate saying it because I've been, I, when I wrote the book, when I wrote my book, Catapult Commissions a couple years ago, I put a, a big, big thought process in there on, you have to anticipate adversity. And I got ridiculed. Some from some from the, the psychology community, some of the, the feedback was, why would you teach somebody to anticipate or prepare for the worst? And my mind was like, well, you know what? For me personally, when I realized every day something bad was going to happen, when it happened, it didn't bother me. And the days it didn't, I was actually like, oh, nothing happened. My mindset's never been, like I've never struggled with mindset ever since I started anticipating something bad to happen and just moving forward from it. I love that you bring this up. I mean, we're here on the Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship Podcast, right? We talk a lot about anti-fragility and what does that look like and how do we grow through the adversity and the challenges that we face? Because it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Your path to success, you're not going to get there without going through the adversity that's going to face you along the way. And what a great mental shift that we can all take and apply walking away from this episode today. Because yes, things are going to happen. Yes, you're going to get kicked in the face. Yes, you might say something and realize, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. I shouldn't have said that on that call, right? And there's going to be those little moments. It's going to be the big moments. And added up together, we can really let them get to us. Or we can expect them to happen and be able to move through them more easily, more quickly. And, you know, how does that saying go? Like water off a duck's back, right? Where it doesn't get to you as much. So, that's powerful. All right. So take us through the rest of the questions. Yeah. We'll fire them off here. I mean, I, I, I love that, that whole, the, the approach of your message can be heard. And, and, you know, if you're listening to the audience and you're ever wondering, Hey, am I the only person that deals with bad stuff? The answer is no. Like we've all launched bad campaigns. We've all had no sales. We've all had credit card bills from an ad campaign that didn't result in revenue. It sucked the first time. I'm going to tell you what, it sucks the fifth time. It sucks anytime. It's, 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 it doesn't stop. The only reason it hurts is if you quit. 
Get up, know you can be better, know you're gonna move forward. So that's my little message on that. But let's move to these questions, right? So number four, after after someone tells me, right? So we go, question three is saying, hey, I wanna dive a little deeper and you tell me a little bit more about this. So when someone tells you a little bit more about the problem, this is really where a coach and a consultant can, can level themselves up from their competitors. Hey, Courtney, just to clarify, what you're sharing with me is that your podcast isn't growing, but more importantly, your podcast isn't growing. It's impacting your ability to generate revenue because you believe it's not bringing in you uh, lead sources. And it's really like, for let's be honest, it's kind of hurting the ego and crushing your confidence. Is that accurate? Yeah. Hey, I hate to do this even when I'm asked. Tell me a little bit more. How else is this impacting other areas of your business that we haven't discussed yet? Like you talk about diving deep. This is not saying, hey, tell me your pain, how it hurts. Yeah, literally, I repeated what you told me. You acknowledged it. And then I turn around and say, hey, tell me the other areas in business where this is impacting we haven't discussed yet. Or if I'm in the personal space, fitness space, health and wellness, tell me other areas in your personal life or family life that this is impacting we haven't discussed yet. When you go a second layer deep, you're now a therapist, a psychologist. Like you're literally having this person open up to you. My sole goal is to understand the problem better than anyone you ever heard. Because my solution is going to be the best solution you ever heard from. I've still yet to tell you that I can take your podcast from 35 downloads to 3,500. I haven't shared any strategy. I'm just learning how it's impacting you. The reason we do that, 100%. The ability to influence somebody is wholeheartedly, right? Your, your background psychology, Cialdini talked about, right? The ability to influence somebody, right? People will say yes or, or to experience pain or avoid pleasure, right? So we talk about the pain and pleasure principle. All I did here was literally understand the pain this person is experiencing at the massive detail, at a most intimate detail possible. It's my job to know that information and move with the dialogue. So after I go through that question, so question four, we dive deeper in other years. Then we want to talk urgency. Hey, Courtney, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I understand. By the way, what's your timeline for fixing this issue? Because now I know this really separates action takers from tire kickers and price checkers. I want to fix this right away. Okay. And again, I still get to tell you that I can help. So when someone tells me what their timeline is, this is like my, like the traditional, like trial close, right? This is just really, I'm trying to trial close your urgency on this process. So now that you've told me, hey, I want to fix this right away. Great. Again, you obviously know because you're on the discovery call me, I can fix this for you. Yet told you how. Hey, I appreciate you, Courtney. I think you want to fix this right away. You know, a few more questions here. What factors are important in selecting your solution? That's it. Nothing again about me selling. It's you. This factor, uh, you know, I want someone that's available that can do this. I want someone that can do this. I want someone that understands my audience. I want someone who I can have 24-7 access to, right? And here's the kicker. And I, I think I think you, you'll get this, Courtney, because you're there yourself, right? I When, when I ask this question to somebody and they fire off, hey, I want 24-7 support or someone I could text all the time, you know, depending on the nature of where you're at in your business. And I'm, I look at that person and in my mind, I'm like, this isn't a person that I'm going to be able to deliver that on. So I either have a different offer for them. But if this is somebody I want to take on a high level commitment, like I tell them, like, hey, if you want this access, it's 100 grand a year. Like, I'm ready to have that conversation with you. But I can't have that conversation with you unless I know that that's what you want. Too many times we present an offer without really knowing what people are looking for. Because someone may tell you, hey, I don't have the biggest budget for this. My budget's $400 a month. Okay. I give zero emotion, whatever you tell me. I just acknowledge it. Okay, fair enough. So after I hear all these things, the factors, the speed, 
This is it. This, to me, has made millions of dollars. Courtney, clearly, I'd like to help you with this. What do you recommend I share with you first? That is it. From there, we pivot to the pitch. Never do I say, well, let me tell you about my company and what we can do. I've never said that. And to this day, I still don't say that. I say, where do you recommend I share with you first? And usually, you hear the thing that's most important that ties back to what they were hoping to learn. If it's price that comes out first, that's the number one objection people have when they use. Well, what if they want to tell you price? I was like, great. Hey, I got to be realistic with you. I'm not cheap. I, I tell right out the gate. But you also mentioned to me that you're looking to solve this problem in 30 days. You're looking at someone that was an expert in this field. So, yeah, I have no problem telling you all the prices and all that fun stuff. Let me share with you a little bit about what we have. And then I switch and pivot. And then I present my, whatever my offer is. I'm sitting here, Anthony, and I'm going like, all right, well, you've got me sold already, right? Just on the process <laughs> itself. What, I don't even know what you're selling. I'm buying it, you know? And it's that the going back to understanding the person. I think at the end of the day, we all just want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to feel valued. And what you're sharing is a way to deliver that on a call in a way that doesn't feel scripted or pushy or salesy or like you're twisting someone's arm or you're hurrying through it just to get to the pitch so you can close the deal. And it's very authentic. It's very genuine. You're genuinely interested in what that person has to say because you know you need that information in, mm -hmm. if you're going to make a sale you know, to begin with. And it's really powerful stuff. So Anthony, for those today that are listening who are like, okay, you've got my attention because this has been a problem in my life. You know, I have struggled to close sales. Tell me what to do for the pitch part, right? All these other questions that I'm sure they're asking at this point in our conversation. What is the best next step for someone listening today who wants to improve their sales skill? Where can they go to connect with you personally if they want to work with you to do that? Absolutely. So the website is anthonypgarcia.com. All the social media handles are Anthony Garcia Inc. Right now, uh, we are pivoting some of our funnels and all that fun stuff. But right now, if you go to my Instagram page, you send a message to me, we have an auto system that fires out and literally says, hey, you know, we share an ebook. It's, it's called Million Dollar. We just changed the name of it. I think it's called Communications That Converts. It, the communication Converts is the URL. I think we added a new hashtag on it. Nonetheless, you get a book. It's Million Dollar Conversations. That's what it is. Communication That Converts. Nonetheless, we send you the entire ebook that outlines this entire process free. I don't charge for it. I'd, I'd rather not. I want you to understand all the psychology that goes in converting because the next step after that is really the pitch. And in that area of pitching, we're working on bringing out like a brandable like framework that we do when we pitch. I walk clients through that process of what we're currently doing. Uh, we've been doing it for years, but we really take the, the, the way we pitch our services and we really simplify it to a three-step or four-step process depending on the nature of the business, I pitch it in a format where you really can't compare what I do to somebody else. I create some exclusivity with how we do it. And I do it in a format where I'm testing the entire way. Is this person ready to buy? And at the end, I just say, in terms of all the deliverability of what we're doing, this is what it looks like. This is how much we, we charge for the service, or this is what the investment looks like. Love to get you started. And that, that, is, that is my close wholeheartedly. I guess there's no... There's no hard pressure. There's no like, are you sure? And the reason we don't do that is the same way I just had this dialogue with you on this podcast, the same tonality. I have the pitch, the exact same tonality. So when I turn around that same tonality and say, hey, this is what we charge, you know, want to get started with us. If somebody comes like angry at me, they or somebody I don't want to work with. Nine out of 10 times, it's usually, I mean, well, our numbers, like there's like seven out of 10 times, the answer is yes. The two that are like, oh, I got to think about it or so, 
we usually convert 50% of those to within like three to six months afterwards because we nurture them. We, we reach out to them. We have a whole approach that keeps them in. And the one that doesn't say they're a fan, like they're, they're, they're engaging on social media. They send stuff to us. Like I, in my mind, I don't have the data yet, but I'm like, sooner or later, you're going to buy something from me. I'm not sure what yet, but we're going to get you there. So I'd, I'd love to share that with your audience. Um, and if, it's, if, it, if it makes it easier, I'd love to just send you a copy of the, the ebook itself, the PDF. And, and that way you can have that right there. And we'll just, Kind of, you know, give you an opportunity. Someone can give you the link directly. They could download it right away and get all that fun stuff. We we can definitely make it readily available for your audience. I love it. We can put that in the show notes. Anthony, thank you so much for your time today. This has been incredible. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for joining us here today for another episode of Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship. Now, make sure you head to the show notes right now. Drop what you're doing. Grab the guide that Anthony is giving you because in this guide, he walks you through exactly what he shared on the show here today. And here's the part where I reveal the very special surprise that Anthony and I have for you because we recorded a special bonus episode. That's going to show you exactly how to transition from what Anthony covered today, the discovery part of the call, to the pitch and how to nail your pitch without being pushy or salesy. And because you're still here listening to my voice right now, then that tells me that you are one of our most loyal listeners. And because of that, I'm going to give you early access to this episode before it goes live to the public here next week. So if you struggle with closing people on your calls and getting them to say, hell yes, I want to enroll in your program. And instead, people are telling you things like, well, let me think it over and get back to you. Or can you send me more information? Or let me talk to my spouse and I'll let you know. Then you won't want to miss what Anthony shares next week. What Anthony shares totally blew my mind. And I know it's going to do the same for you. All you have to do to get early access is make sure you're subscribed to the Own Your Voice digital newsletter because we're going to be sharing this out in the next issue that drops later this week. And in just a second, I'll give you the link to go where you can do that. All right, my friend, I will see you back here next time. And until then, let's go out there and grow through what we go through together. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 